0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We
1: are tonight entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done. Fiction. All right, we are back with another episode of the Invincible Battle Report, and this report, we're going to talk about volume four of the Invincible Ultimate Collection. I'm Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by always by Garrett. What's poppin', bro? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Um, Earlier today, uh, Randy and I attempted to do a recording for the YouTube channel using the Skype video feature. But uh I fucked up and didn't hit record. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. So it might be a podcast, but it might not be on the uh well it's not gonna be on the YouTube channel. Um but we might try to uh redo it this weekend. How about you man? Um
0: I'm back to work man. I'm fighting I'm fighting that virus. <laughs>
1: Uh, last time we spoke, uh, you were back like two days a week. So, uh, has it been more than two weeks now? I mean like, yeah, it's more than two days rather.
0: Yeah. We're kind of like, um, now I'm like two or three days a week. So mm-hmm. I went from one and two days a week to now two and three. Gotcha. So it's slowly just getting back to normal, trying to at least.
1: Um, so if you're doing two to three days a week, I would imagine that that is considered underemployment, right?
0: Yes, but um, they're actually paying us as a full time. So. Yep, Gotcha,
1: so, yep, yep, That's true. I'm one of the lucky ones right now. So no, you aren't. I'm one of the lucky ones, bro, <laughs> because what? my shit. Right. I mean, honestly, like you probably still make make more than I do right now, but but it's still I'm still pretty lucky in general because because my hours got cut. So it's underemployment. I was able to use the uh, PUA shit. The pandemic the pandemic oh, under like, Dude, they're getting a ton of money for that. I'm getting that goo out, bro. Then then <laughs> uh, you making more money doing that? <laughs> and then like and then like we found out about it last week because because one of my other co workers dad told him, like, hey, I think you should probably uh apply for that shit. So he applied for it then it, his work and then like he told it he told everyone at work about it. So we all applied and, and that shit is working quickly now. And I got all my back money. That's good, That's good man. That's, yeah, man. You got back money for it? Yes, too? bro. I got back <laughs> money from like when did this shit pop off in Michigan? March. Yep. I got I got it from the first week that this shit popped off until uh, like two weeks ago. So like in uh, next week I have to do like the previous two weeks. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. I gotta like verify and all that shit. <laughs> yep. But I kind of think that I did mine incorrectly because on mine. Um, they didn't ask me who my employer was. It just said you do P- PUA if your if your hours have been cut, if you're unemployed, if you never had a job. It's basically for anybody who applies for it, essentially. But okay, they didn't ask me any employment information. But when I went to do my weeks, it asked me if I worked or during that week, and I said and I said yes, and they asked me how much I earned during the week, and I put that in. So uh, I should be good. But it's pretty awesome. Oh, but they also. The first time they gave me my payment, they double paid me. And I was hoping... Ooh, I
0: heard they were taking that back.
1: They did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but at first yeah. I was like, ooh, this shit about to be... And I'm bawling <laughs> like a motherfucker. Uh,
0: that's fucking awesome. All right, till Uncle Sam, <laughs> shit.
1: Uncle Sam, we never gave shit for me.
0: Honey, get the wallpaper. <laughs> Whatever one you want.
1: <laughs> but then on a Sunday, I got that email saying, yeah, uh I hope you didn't spend that money because we're taking that shit back. First thing Monday morning.
0: Like, dude, <laughs> dude, about to hit the, do that trifecta where you go to three different restaurants, offer individual items. <laughs> ready to,
1: <laughs> keep the yeah, chain. You know,
0: you know what's gonna be interesting is like, you know, there, this is, it, obviously it's necessary for us to be, to help people with this, everything that's going on. People do need that money, but a lot of people are making more money doing this shit, Yeah, like sitting at home than going to work. So it's gonna be interesting, like, Trying to get people back into work.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, um, especially because it's for thirty nine weeks. So, mm-hmm. if if it was until the pandemic ends in your state plus maybe two weeks, that would have been a better way to do it. Because yeah, because this is kind of a, of a deterrent to get people to go back to work when this, if this all ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong. People definitely there's need people it. who need this. There's definitely people who
0: need this. It's just. It's crazy, man. People are making more money doing this, and then I heard there's like gonna be there's talks of another stimulus check and all that shit, man. Yeah. It's fucking wild.
1: I mean, yeah. Um, but for a guy like me, who uh, I mean, cause I am in the market for like a new job, kind of. Uh, and yep. but that's kind of impossible right now because places that would know, pay what yeah. I need to pay aren't hiring right now. No. So no, everybody's on a freeze right now. So I'm taking all of the goo up I can get. Yeah, why not? Hand over fist. <laughs> Double payments and all. Fuck yeah. it. Sorry, members of the Republican Party will say, oh, you're just leasing off the government. I mean, but... I don't think they're listening to our show. <laughs> they, they probably aren't. Um, but uh, even if they are, here's the thing, people. Uh, this government once told me I was three-fifths of a person, so they want to give me my money now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it. So you know what?
0: Put that shit in my bank account. I'm ready for it.
1: Restitution in this bitch. <laughs> Restitution and reparations. Yeah, this is my reparations. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that. <fucked up. laughs> but uh, that's not the topic of the Invisible Battery Report, Obviously, the topic is going to be uh, Invisible: The Ultimate Collection, Volume Four. So, since you have the book in front of you this time, Garrett, I'll go ahead and tell me and the people out there what Volume 4 was all about. So, Volume 4, I'm trying to remember what to say on the inside
0: here. Um, So, I'll just read the back really quick. It says, uh, No longer just the boy whose father tried to take over the world, Mark Grayson, Invincible, is working his way up the pecking order on his way to becoming the premier superhero in the world. Supervillains, technology, reanimated super corpses, and alien invasions are only a few of the things Invincible must face. This non-stop thrill ride collection, some of the most action-packed issues of the series thus far. Hmm. So, that's the next, and I was kinda, I, I'm, I think I told you I'm, I'm about to finish seven. So I was just kinda going through really quick on here and seeing where we were at. And uh, there's actually some, this volume has some pretty serious plot points in it that all started here. Really? So there's some pretty big ones. Maybe not, like, main ones, but some a lot of the subplots started here. So um, I'll start with that first issue because there's a big one in that one. Um, do you remember – what's his friend's name? William. Remember William, right? Yes. Um, do you remember the dude, Rick, who was, like, their friend in college? Yes. So this is the start of that subplot. Well, not the start of it, but kind of like where they find out what happened to him. Um, in the previous, I think it was last time, he was actually kidnapped. Mm-hmm. We don't hear anything about it until now. So now this is where we get one of the characters. Uh, this is the guy that makes like the reanimated corpses. Right, right, right. Yep. So there's basically, there, there's this, this guy that goes to college there, but he, he's kind of like a, not a professor, but he's a super smart kid. And he, what he's doing is he's kidnapping bums right up the street, right up the street, them bums, and he's turning them into, he's basically killing them and turning them into like cyborgs.
1: It's and, just to uh, do with like this slick back black hair. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So he, he's. This is one of the few times we get introduced. We might have introduced in the last volume, but this is where he kind of see what he's doing. Um, and he kind of becomes a bigger character, not a, yep. Not a bigger character, but you you hear from him more
1: often. He definitely okay, no. he definitely is a recurring character throughout the entire book because in the compendium, yes. which is like the third act, he pops up a lot. So like Does he?
0: okay, yep, yeah, that makes sense because he's he's yeah this is yeah this is where um, William pretends he's a bum so he gets kidnapped so he can go see what's going on with all this and Invincible's right there with him and that's where they find all the. The shit that's going down down there. So that's one of the major uh, subplots that they had going on in mm-hmm. there. Um, one of the bigger characters in that. And then it has probably my least favorite subplot so far. Okay. Um, you know, there's a couple of issues in here where, you know, you're talking about... This is where Amber meets the one dude that she's she's friends with in college and she's kind of hanging out with him and yeah invincible gets all jealous with that you gotta have that subplot which is it's good it's a good story but then we start getting into um i don't know if you remember this but the guy trying to think of his name he was the astronaut yes yep yep yep. so they went into space that's uh, that's where they have like these weird alien things that take over people's minds Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. That is probably my least favorite subplot so far.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that it actually goes much further, because does that pop up later on? It does. It does. But it, like, to not
0: much. Just another villain, really. But not much comes of it. And it was just kind of like a boring one. I didn't really, I did not enjoy that one at all. Probably my least favorite story so far.
1: Yeah, man, um, it's... As bringing that up, I don't even recall the villain that came up. Well,
0: it's like those little octopus things.
1: Oh, okay. It's like,
0: like that they're like a hive, basically.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of a rip off Starro from the Justice League, like back when they first were introduced in like the 50s or something. Oh, did
0: DC have a plate like that? Yep.
1: Okay, yeah, I just... I
0: I said in the last episode, the space is usually my favorite part of this. But I just don't – I just didn't care for that. I thought it was kind of boring. And I did not – I wasn't a huge fan. At first, I thought he was cool. But I wasn't a huge fan of the – he didn't really turn out to be much of anything. The guy that shapeshifts, he was actually an alien on that planet. Trash. Trash. Yeah, it was was kind of, again, just not super exciting. To me, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. So that was the first time I read, like, a subplot that was like, eh, that's just not – not hitting it for me.
1: I mean, true, but at the same time, they can all be winners, I guess. But yeah, but no, I totally agree got with forty-five it. million <laughs> subplots. Those, those two uh, subplots were not it.
0: No, that just wasn't. I mean, it was okay, but I it. The problem is that ultimately, like, just ended up just being another villain. I was like, oh, okay, so that wasn't much of anything. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't pan out to much of anything. Um, so there's, those were two of the bigger subplots that we had in this volume. Um, the other one, and one of my favorite characters, and we see Alan the Alien. Uh, they, this is where they recovered him, and they turned him into, like, kind of, like, the big, like, yoked out version.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Because he got, uh, damaged in Volume 3 fighting the Viltrumites, right?
0: Yes. Yes, so this is where they basically they had some scientists hook him up from in the uh the coalition. Yes. So the coalition is the main group of people who are led by a Voltramite. Um the main people who are fighting against the Voltramites. And Alan is like they're kinda of like their big superhero, their champion. And they hooked him up and they got him all yoked out. Now he's super huge now. My favorite character. Yeah. Don't see him much, but he's one of my favorites.
1: Um this so volume four then is the start of him like really taking this uh his character to next level because like he yep this is the beginning of him becoming a very important character because by volume seven which you're reading currently he has to be, like a pretty big character by then right
0: yeah oh yeah yeah for yep. sure yep and actually so this is the volume where we we get the reveal that the coalition is led by a boltormite
1: it's a dude with the agree. uh like the old dude with the uh, white beard right mm-hmm. yep he's yep. got the
0: beard. Takes the beard off. What's left? Just that mustache. Just that
1: stash. Sweet-ass
0: <laughs> stash. He's just rocking that stash. Like, oh shit, he's a vulture like,
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> He's got a mustache. <laughs> he must be a vulture <laughs> stash. He's a vulture Mike. Oh shit. Clutch <laughs> the <to> pearls. Like, <laughs> Who'da thug it?
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? There's, this is another volume that has a couple issue Or an issue of the, the Lizard League, too. I do fucking get these guys.
1: Do you remember them at all? Yeah, uh, the Lizard League was like a riff off of, uh, the Serpent Society on G.I. Joe and the Serpent S- Society in Marvel.
0: Oh, okay. Cause I, I didn't really understand it. I'm like, man, it's kind of... <laughs> they're just stupid. They just get their <laughs> ass kicked every time. And like, I don't understand what the- what's going on with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so. and I-, I think that they're kind of like the, uh, like the Marlar twins. Like, they'll show up. Like mid issue and like Mark would Mark will fight them and then like they don't really like have any long lasting plot threads, right? No, not really.
0: They just have like an issue here or there. Yeah, yep, yep. And then they get their ass kicked and that's the end of it. <laughs> um, okay. Getting to, uh, Invincible himself now. Subplot with him. Okay. And this is, this is, this is probably, yeah, this would be a subplot with him um so he's with amber and you can kind of tell things aren't working out with him and this is I, I i don't know i think we talked about this in the last volume um where they kind of time travel and he sees all uh like eve and all of them from before Mhm. so now we have him meeting up with eve and finally they kiss for the first time this is where they're she's she's still in africa at this point nice so, so that was the big ending to one of the issues, is he actually goes to Africa and kind of tells Eve how he's feeling.
1: Yeah, so this volume four then is a very important uh, volume thing because yeah, cause that's obviously a plot point that's going to carry on. It's a turning yep. point in the plot.
0: Yep, this was a, uh, I was looking through this, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of shit that happened in this one. That you kind of forget about as you're going forward, and then you're like, oh damn, this kind of started a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Amber isn't far for the world in this book. I, I think by volume five, she's going to be gone, right?
0: Uh, it might be this volume, dude.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of going through right now, and I'm seeing mm-hmm. all the shit. That's, uh, here's the Lizard League again. See, so was just like, there's a lot of filler, but there's also some really important shit that happened in this one.
1: Dude, there's actually, uh, I think, like, volume six might be kind of filler, too, like... Meaning, like there isn't a big storyline that happens in that volume. Is is a lot of character building, world building, yep. in- interspiced with uh, like some villain of the month type shit.
0: Villain of the month. This now I am noticing that now that you say that there is a ton of villain of the month um, um, issues, which isn't a bad thing. But I am glad and we've talked about this before, I'm glad that I'm actually reading it all in one, so it's not... Mm-hmm. I would be kind of disappointed in that sometimes where it's a villain
1: of the month thing. Yeah. Um. But I always look at that like the same way I would look at like a a season of a show. There's a lot of villain of the week or just plot of the week shit, and then... Uh, that's fair enough. ...interspersed with that is a world building and a character build. Like, say, like, that's yep. the entire series of Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Just yeah,
0: yep. That that's there's definitely a ton of that. Prefer- but that that makes sense. That's fair enough.
1: But the key is to have an interesting villain of the month, and and, and Kirkman does. And he he succeeds more than he fails. But the Serpent oh, Society is yeah. not it.
0: Serpent Society,
1: isn't it? Um,
0: I believe this is the issue where Duplicate dies too. Hmm. Oh, Rexplode loses his arm in this one. Okay. We Actually, to the Lizard League, so Lizard League was a little more important, but I still, they're forgettable to me.
1: It sucks that a character that important to the book in, in the first half had to lose his arm to a trash-ass villains like...
0: A salamander. Yeah. Just Basically just bit it off. Pretty sweet, actually pretty sweet drawings that they had in this one, with the, the bones sticking out and shit when he bit his <laughs> arm off. It's pretty fucking awesome, but... So... This is yeah. This is where we think duplicate dies. Sees all of that happen. Rex kind of freaks out. Goes in there, and that's when he gets his arm bitten off. Mm. I mean, and that's because there's no other there's no other superheroes left because they're all fighting the um the hive things.
1: Yes, that's all, that's a good point of, of the story too, because it shows it kind of plays plays pays tribute to like superhero comics, because there's always the big storylines where all the heroes have to team up and fight a a big threat. But then it shows, okay, you got this big threat, but that doesn't mean there aren't any other small fires that need to be put out as well. Yep. So Yeah, so like, that's that's a part of the book that I love. Because it's definitely, it's a commentary and a pastiche and all those terms on superhero comic books. Yep. So, you do make a good point with that. I still, not my favorite to read. Right. But,
0: that does make a good point. That is a pretty cool thing. I didn't really even realize until you said that. That's pretty sweet that they have that in there. Where they have, you know, obviously, there's not always gonna be one threat. There's probably multiple threats all the time. So they got kinda of B squads going out. mm mm-hmm. Shit happens, man.
1: Because, uh, yeah, because that is the great part about this book. Because it, it's his own story. But, and being his own story, it still takes time to pay homage and pay tribute to, uh, to the genre because if anything, Invisible is a love letter to superhero comic books.
0: Yep. You know, they have a crossover in here too. Um I can't remember this guy's name because he's he's in a couple of issues, but he I think it's Captain He's like an older guy. Britt. Kind of got like a yeah, I think it's Captain Brett. It's it's just Brit. Oh it's just
1: uh, why do I think it's Captain Brett? Because you're probably thinking that he's like Captain America kinda
0: yeah, kind of, it yeah, kind of reminds me of him. But yeah, it's just like older guy, got like a green shirt on and shit. Yep. So he's he's does one of the crap and um I've noticed that more and more. He does a ton of that, not a ton, but you see his other comics characters show up mm-hmm. in this universe a lot in all the volumes.
1: Yeah, uh because Britt came out before Invincible. Uh oh, okay. Britt might have been like at a smaller publisher back in the day. Like Britt was one of his first characters cuz uh his first character that kind of got some traction was a character called Battle Pope. So, like, he was a pope, but he's also a fighter. Just <laughs> got some weird ideas. Man. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> has some weird ideas. He's got some great ideas, and he's got some weird shit that happens. The Bat- woods of fucking Kentucky, a very boring, so, like, the mind wanders, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
0: spoiler alert, he does have some really cool characters that show up. He's got, like, a werewolf and stuff that show
1: up. I'm like, yeah. Some of those would be, look like they'd be interesting. Um, the, the comics to read. The Astounding Wolfman, I think he's called? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he had his own, he, he had his own book too. Because, uh, Kirkman, with his Skybound imprint, um, he, he actually had a, a, a good place to put out a lot of his ideas. Uh, most of them didn't work long term, but yeah, he has a lot of characters. Because he has Tech Jacket. Uh, who's another one that he has? Um, Battle Pope, Brit, Guardians of the Globe are gonna get Guardians their own the- book pretty soon if you're on Volume four. Um,
0: um the astounding werewolf man. There's a there's a kid that wears like a mask. Is that a Tech Jacket? No. No, it was a different it was like Actually that kid with the mask was in that crossover. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah comic. that
1: Remember that from, like, Volume 2, maybe? The Pack, or something like that. Yep. Wait, yep. are you talking about Shadowhawk? I don't remember his name at all. Because Shadowhawk... I just remember he was, like, a kid. It's like, a different character by, uh, Jim Valentino. And then oh, there's, okay. um, something dinosaur, too. Super Dinosaur, was which was his kids. Well, like, his book for kids. And then there was Science Dog, Yep. Yep. So like he has a, a, a ton of ideas, and like they're, they're kinda corny, but corny in the best possible way though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean he does the, all of his characters are good. But...
1: He doesn't take life too
0: seriously. No. No. You see that in the comics, too. You know what, what do we, oh, you know, this might be the volume where it's the end of that Amber Girl, cause you do see her like, kind of holding hands, and Mark sees them uh holding hands with that one guy that she's kind of coming becoming friends with. So I think we're getting close to the end of the mm-hmm. Amber storyline here.
1: Now, is this before or after, like, he kisses Adam Eve? So he's already kissed Adam Eve. Yeah, I mean, But like, she
0: doesn't know about it, and Amber hasn't
1: known about it yet. I mean, so, like, he he can't be too mad then. Nah. Nah, but he's still a little bitch about it. Yeah, I mean, man, that, that's how we are. Um that reminds me of the nineteen eighty seven classic hit by the one hit wonder Orange Juice Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. No, this this song yeah. is very obscure, bro. It's very obscure. Uh but the song is called <clears throat> the song is called Walking in the Rain and, and, and the hook goes, I saw you and him. Walking in the rain, you will hold hands And now, never be the same. <laughs> you know, it's gotta be just the shittiest song, dude. Uh, oh my but, god. Like, that's the whole song, right? And then, like, um, like, there's like hardly any verses on it. And then, uh, like, the last verse is like Orange Juice Jones confronting his girlfriend about walking in the rain with this gentleman. And, like, and like, he's just talking, like, 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 yeah, guess what? I saw you an old dude walking in the rain. It's just trapped in the closet? Just like the, it, the it's kind first of, first it's room. kind of a proto trapped in the closet. That's actually very astute. <laughs> and then like, he, like, he goes on to tell her that silly rabbit tricks her for kids. He tells her, uh, that all of her credit cards are canceled. He, I uh, took the apartment. Uh, he took her name off the lease and then she can go be with that other dude. It's a very emotional song. This was in the 80s? Yep. Bro, how long, how long has that
0: been Silly Rabbit Tricks for Kids? I mean, <laughs> have, they, have they had that shit? <laughs> Dude, like, tri- are they rocking
1: that from the 80s? Tricks have been around like, so like I want to say like at least the 50s or 60s, bro. With that tagline? Yeah. Silly Damn. Rabbit Tricks for Kids.
0: You know what I saw the other day? I saw, um, uh,
1: a Fruit Loops commercial to yes. Can't Sam. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new ones recently? I, I don't watch any television that has a commercial. Setup. The new Toucan Sam, bro.
0: It's like an acid trip. That shit's fucking really? weird. They got a weird, um, animation style to that. Really? He's not, not, not my Toucan. That's
1: not my Toucan.
0: Not my Toucan. can. <laughs> <laughs> ain't my Sam. Is it
1: Toucan Sam? Or Toucan? What? Huh? What is his actual name? Is it Toucan? Toucan Sam? Toucan? Is it? No, toucan, like like the bird toucan. Oh! I had no idea that. <laughs> I, I was. Why did you forget <laughs> <laughs> I was today years old when I found out that that's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> you said toucan, you don't know what a toucan is. <laughs> I never knew uh, Toucan Sam, because that's the bird he is. That's the Cause I'm that's like, species. Because he has cans like two chains? <laughs> <laughs> oh, toucan, just walking around with open. Two can Slice you up. <laughs> that bird slice your ass up with that toucan. I had no idea that. Oh, man. i think like, with like a pelican or some shit. <laughs> a pelican? <laughs> you ever seen a pelican? No. What are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not a bird connoisseur. As, <laughs> At as all. That's what we're finding out about, Evan only bird that that is awesome i know about is a you jive know. turkey what do you didn't call you a jive turkey called you cocksucker no
0: big deal <laughs> i i love cereal so that's why i went on that tangent
1: dude i fucking uh, love cereal i do and i don't uh i have some of the uh french toast crunch churro edition churro yeah bro I don't know about that. French toast crunch in general
0: is, is fucking awesome. This has more cinnamon. I don't cinnamon. want to throw a churro on it. It has more okay. cinnamon
1: in it, and then like the the texture is a little bit different, because it's kind of, it, it, it's not like a real churro, obviously, but it's softer than your average um, cinnamon toast crunch piece. Yeah, I like the crunch, though. Yeah.
0: Now, are you taking cinnamon toast crunch, or are you taking those churros?
1: Um... That's actually a really good question, man. I, I, I would say I'm fucking with the churros, bro. You fucking with the chur? Really? Yeah. I mean, Simmoto's crunch just
0: hits the spot sometimes.
1: But at the same time, bro, this is kind of like if you've been married for twenty years and then you see like a, a a better version of your wife. Oh, shiny ass cereal. Exactly. So shiny. I know exactly how that Simmoto's crunch is going to hit. But, but it that it's different.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You know, I used to I used to eat so much fucking Cat and Crunch and then uh it just makes my mouth bleed now. Oh absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It just rips my mouth to pieces. I'm like, I must be old as shit because my mouth is bleeding when I eat some cat No,
1: and no Crunch. as a kid my mouth bled too. As a kid that, that shit was pointy as fuck. Stand off them edges. Captain? You should let that, you let that motherfucker sit in the cereal for a, <laughs> half, or sit in milk for a half an hour. Shit still,
0: still <laughs> cut your mouth open.
1: Now, uh, <laughs> did you fuck with like the regular ass Captain Crunch or Crunch Berries or my personal favorite and is also like diabetes in a bowl, the oops all berries. Oops, I mean, I do all of them, really. I mean,
0: my go-to for a long time was peanut butter Captain Crunch.
1: That's the one I never
0: liked personally. You didn't like peanut butter? Damn. But, um, but the best, always the best, was when they came out with the Christmas version of Cat and Crunch.
1: Little trees and they yeah. make your mouth turn green. Yep. Shit was so good. And your shit was in green. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. Every it every bite was worth it. Every every cut on the inside of my mouth worth it.
1: Um I love the Oopsaw bears because uh those bears were fucking amazing. They were, but the little yellow pieces, I don't know what the fuck they were, but they were awesome. Yes. You, I, I missed them. Yep. And I would get, like, three bowls of that shit, and then I would basically go into, like, a diabetic coma, and I, I'm not even a diabetic. <laughs> I was just get shaky and shit. <laughs> Dude, if,
0: you look at, if you look at, like, the nutrition value. There's none. The trail, it, says like none. It, <laughs> it says like zero. It says zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you look at it, it's like, you fucked up. <laughs> That's all it says in the box.
1: Well, I so uh, fucked up. It says, well... Sugar comes from the earth, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read um, I read an article that, you know these like Facebook bullshit articles. Right. It probably does I don't know if it's true or not, but that the cereal companies actually came up with the tagline that breakfast is the most important meal of oh, the no, day. Oh
1: that's a fact. Is it okay? I I like I read it and I was like, oh, that's fucked up, man. Bro, so much of the uh, food industry and the world as you know it is made by fucking businesses and fucking marketers because of isn't that por- fucking wild America's fucked up bro um cause also uh like the four food groups were invented yeah. by a corporation <laughs> and farmers <laughs> fucked up not by doctors and scientists and shit
0: here I am you know, eight year old me just eating some Cap'n Crunch thinking I'm fucking healthy as shit <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs>
1: Most important meal of the day.
0: Turns out I was just kind of slowly killing myself, even from a young
1: age. Exactly. But. Because, bro, that's why people nowadays have all these fucking gluten allergies and shit. Because people <laughs> weren't ever supposed pumpers. to have that much gluten in life anyway. But because <laughs> the four food groups had got to have an equal portion of uh, grains, milk, cheese, and meat. And guess who makes all that shit? Farmers. Because the business is yep. to help the farmers out. And shit they had oh. an abundance of.
0: That food industry in general is weird, man, because like you said, there's this UFC fighter, I forget his name, but I saw an interview with him. He he does not believe that humans were designed to eat every day. Like, there was no reason for us to have food every single day.
1: That, uh, now, that's... I mean, that's extreme, yeah, but It,
0: it like, that, at, at some point, I'm like, man, do I really need to eat three times a day?
1: Three times a day, I agree with you, you probably don't, Uh, but every day... Your body gets hungry every day. If, if he doesn't get hungry on some days. Yeah, well,
0: this dude was extreme. I mean, he was going like four or five days at a time or some shit like that. So, I mean, this dude was way extreme. But then it got me thinking like, man, do, I mean, do we really need breakfast, lunch, dinner? Or is that just ingrained in us?
1: I, we probably don't, man. And then, honestly, I don't think that our bodies need like three full meals a day. I think that people, like, they have like a small meal every couple of hours or so. That's probably better for your body.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, cause now, now I start thinking like, man, sometimes I eat dinner just because it's time for dinner. Right. Like, I'm exactly. not even, it's, just, it's dinner time, I should probably eat something. Like, do I need to though? It, it made me think a lot about that. I don't, how did we get this far? I don't know where we got going on this.
1: We're but. in a, we're in a whole other state right now, bro. This is easy. But <laughs> <laughs> that was that one in Invincible. <laughs> um, but like, we'll stay like on a tangent for like one more second, and then get back to, uh, Invincible. As we record this episode, we are me see this is Wednesday. Wednesday, We are four days removed from when we were going to be going to the Motor City Comic Con. Tragic. Yep. Damn, you planet Earth, you ruined my life. Whoever's running that Comic
0: Con, though, kudos to you because that was the only company that I didn't have to say a word to when they gave me
1: money. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's true. Bro, did not say a word to them
0: and uh, I just looked at my bank account. There it was. I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. I mean the Pistons. I tried going to a Pistons game, I gotta argue with this this girl, Rachel. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh Rachel, if you're listening, you bitch. You want money! <laughs> I didn't get to see Steph Curry, you better put that money in my account. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like we keep getting emailed back and forth. She's like, "Is there any way I can convince you to
1: keep tickets for next year?" I'm like, "No, I want my money." If you gave me, if you gave me my money and let me keep the tickets, yes, <laughs> I tell you that would
0: Show up on the game day.
1: You <laughs> better believe it. <laughs> if you did that for me, that would definitely work. I would probably spend some money in your store. Don't worry about <laughs> probably. it. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah, we, we don't want to get carried away. That's better than an outright no. Know.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, I probably wouldn't, but no. She don't need to know that.
1: Uh, I'll take one hot dog. Uh, that'd be $35. <laughs> oh, ballpark. I can see the ballpark package in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> in the trash. Like, I can see that shit.
0: <laughs> oh, 25 cent hot dogs. They they upcharge an $8. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll take a water. Like, a fountain water, like not a bottle water. Okay, uh, that's only four twenty five. dollars <laughs> Ah. Uh, fucking crazy. Yeah, man, but I hope um I know that Brian was saying that there's another big ish Comic-Con in Grand Rapids that's in like July. So so maybe so maybe this year like we'll try to go to that one. If Motor City, don't know, man. Cuz they're canceling like
0: all of the festivals around us that are in like August,
1: right? Now. That's a good point, yeah. July,
0: August are canceling all that shit. I don't
1: know, man. Yeah, cuz I would be surprised and since we're mid May right now, and uh if things did open back up at the end of this month, I may not feel that comfortable being around a crowd that large in july that that's a good that's, point that's a thing man, like even when it does open up, I don't know if i'm i don't know I got kids at home and stuff right. like that. I don't wanna fuck around with all that that that's actually a very good point um yeah. So Mike wanted to wait off until next year, but that's fucking trash. That that Planet Earth did this to fuck with my fucking event. Mm-hmm. Personally. Creed was gonna be there. Creed Bratton was gonna be there. And Mick Foley, aka Mankind, aka Dude Love, aka Cactus Jack, aka I think that's mis- Mr. Stock Fuck <laughs> <laughs> They fucked me over. Motherfuckers. Planet Earth. That guy's weird as shit. I don't know if I'd even want to meet that dude to be honest. The crazy part is, when he's not wrestling, he's actually really normal. Is he? Yes. I've seen him in regular interviews and stuff. He's the most normal guy in the world. He's nothing like any of his characters. I mean, he shoved a sock down people's throats for a living. Yes. And he... Um, surprising in the normal dude. He let the Undertaker choke slam him from the Hell in a Shell cage and fell like 40 feet to his death and his, his... To his death. His tooth came out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did all that ECW shit beforehand too, yep. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Barbed wi- Suplex on the tax. Yep. Bar- on fire barbed wire batches and shit. I mean, fake or not, that shit still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> That's not kayfabe, bro. If you can't fake getting caught, uh getting set on fire, or getting suplexed into a fucking tax... It still hurts. Yes. Like, they might not be fighting for real, but that shit still hurts. Right. The things that you'll do for your art that I wouldn't do. <laughs>
0: That's the only reason I'm not a pro wrestler.
1: That's, yeah. Dude, but... Uh, yeah, so, like, this is... Definitely a tangent factor right now. But if I could do it all over again, I think that I would like to work in that industry, like maybe like as a ref. But well, man, like,
0: a lot of those people that work in like the wrestling
1: industry, they get treated like fucking garbage, bro. That's that's true. But if you look at it, though, a lot of the referees I've seen since I was a kid, so they can't be getting treated that poorly.
0: No, I mean they're definitely they're getting paid, that's for sure. But even even the wrestlers that are getting paid, some, a lot of those guys get fucking treated like
1: trash, man. Yeah, uh, but some of it is, I think, like their egos and like they think they think that, that they should be in a bigger position than what they yeah, are. Yeah, I can see that. But some of it is just straight it. trash. But my thing is, uh, the only way that they keep getting fucked over in 2020 is if they're letting their stuff get fucked over and not being cognizant. Of what's going on, because it's no no secret that if you're in wrestling, it's going to be Vince's way, and he's not going to have your best interest at heart. Which is too bad. Which is too bad, but yeah, but in 2020, you you should know that coming in.
0: Right. Right. I mean, you're trying to be a pro wrestler. Even people like me
1: who don't watch it often at all understand that. Yep. If you're going to do it, be a Kevin Nash and, and not a Bret Hart. Uh, like they said that Bret Hart back in the day, he priced the uh Vince down so bad for being champion that became the, the expectation. They fucked everybody else up who, who asked for a raise because like Bret took it too seriously and Bret thought it was actually an honor to be the champion. And Kevin App was like, "Fuck uh, that! Where's the out? Where's <laughs> where that cash? <laughs> if W W gonna pay me more, that's where I'm going, Vince." Yep. but but Nash, exactly, because he Kevin Nash saw it as a business and saw it as a way to make a lot of money and fuck a lot of bitches, and that's exactly what he did. Good for him, fuck exactly. Shit. And he was still a top guy, so he, he he did it his way, like Frank Frank uh fucking Sinatra, and still got paid and still was a big name. Kevin Nash, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he's still one of the wrestlers that I recognize. Exactly.
1: But anyway, getting back to Invincible. Um, uh, when, you first start, when you first started when you first start talking about the book, uh, you said that well, the back of the book said that this is one of the most action-packed volumes of the series up to date. And being so from volume one to volume four, would you agree?
0: I mean, there's definitely a lot of action in this. There. There's definitely. You've got some pretty big fights in here. I wouldn't say it's the best. Yeah, cause I feel like. Not the best action scene.
1: Yeah, cause, uh, in volume three, when, uh, Mark and his dad fought the, uh, fucking Veltramites, that was some really good action. I mean, there's
0: some, there's some gruesome shit that they do in some of these volumes that are much more memorable to me than this one was. Yeah. Because. what we do, you know, um. Let me see. This is, so he does break up an Amber. in this. Oh, he does. Okay. He breaks up with. It's not the last we see of her, but it, it, this is the breakup. The issues of there. Um, one of my. Was it? Sometimes I love characters, and sometimes I hate characters. Uh-huh. Is um, um, the immortal.
1: Yeah, same. And
0: I think he gets better as issues go on, and he's got a um, that's the duplicate subplot. This is where him and Duplicate are together, and she uh, ends up dying next to Rick's float.
1: And that's when you... Because he's got some pretty interesting stories. He does. Especially in the first half of the series. Because, mm-hmm. cause, like, where you are, like, he he's pretty much in the way, way background.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah you don't see yeah. much. But in the beginning, he's got some pretty interesting stories. Exactly. And one of those is him being so upset, but, like, kind of used to wives dying. Uh-huh. Obviously, he's in mortal states that are up there. So I actually like that plot a lot. That was one of the more interesting.
1: And again, that's something that Kirkman can do. He'll take these tropes that we see, like, say, like, a, like, say, like, a Riverine, like, who's basically kind of, kind of a similar character. Uh, but he'll explore aspects of that character that he wouldn't think about on the surface. Like, yeah, if a person Mm -hmm. isn't moral, their, their spouses are gonna die. And then how would that affect somebody's psyche? So, like, yeah, and he kind of explains, like, he used to get really fucked up by it, but now it's just kind of a, his life. It it's the facts of life. The facts of life. The facts of life. Yep. Um. <laughs> um. Was the breakup between Mark and Amber as sad as the breakup of Corey and Topanga back in the day? Ah, fuck no. Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. I mean, we. I mean,
0: you could. We saw that shit coming kind from of a mile away, so yeah. it wasn't that bad.
1: Oliver's just doing. He's just getting taught by that. Fine-ass tutor, Bro, okay, now, at this point, didn't you think that she going to put, like, Mary Kay, uh, Laterno on Oliver? I thought this was the one. I thought this was the one. You, like,
0: told me that some shit happens. I oh the tutor's definitely going to fuck this child. <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, she's
1: going to fuck this child. And then, and then and nothing ever happened with it, but I was like, this is what he's been talking about. <laughs> like, this is the one. I feel like that was going to happen, but then, like, but it may be, uh... Hip Hop's like, bro, you can do a lot of shit on this book. We're not gonna have this, this girl lady fucks his little boy. And <laughs>
0: hey, we, we can. You can tell me he
1: ages super fast all you want, but that's still like an eight-year-old kid. We <laughs> <laughs> no, probably no. At this point, Oliver's probably actually two. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you know
0: what? There's a big subplot here at the at one of the later issues. Uh, this is where Alan the alien gets. Um, abducted by the Vulture Mites on purpose
1: to try and find Nolan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is big. That's a big one.
0: Um, we also get introduced to, who seems like a minor character, you only see him a couple times, as Duplicate's brother.
1: Yeah, I don't even recall her having a brother.
0: Yeah, he, she's got a brother, but you only see him for a little bit. Um, but, that's when we find um, that Duplicate actually always keeps one version of herself somewhere else. Yep. Just in case something like that happens. So Duplicate was (laughs) killed in this volume and brought back to life in this volume. Boom. Didn't see it. I actually did think she was dead for real. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, but I see
1: that yeah, but then when you realize, okay, that this is a, a love letter to comic books, what always happens in comic books? Somebody dies Never and come they back. come back. But he did it in yeah. interesting ways. It works in the continuity that, that, that he set up. So like it's not cheap it's not as cheap feeling as it is, say like in a modern Marvel comic book. It's always cheap, like when like fucking Riverine died like maybe five years ago. Oh yeah. Like come on bro, you know he's coming back. With these characters, okay. when they come back, it's interesting. Cause like, there is a really big depth in the compendium. And I and it fucked me up. But like, like, I don't know how this book is going to go on with this depth. And the character comes back, and then it's like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so they do, I mean,
0: yeah. Duplicate and Immortal, I actually really like them together. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kind
0: of an interesting plot line they have there. They have Fightmaster and Dropkick, you probably don't remember it was no. These two that stole the Declaration of Independence, what I thought. Another shitty subplot. That sounds shitty. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't I don't know why they stole they stole and they they
1: end up telling us later on, but it's one of those that I was just like, okay. That must have been all like around the time that the fucking national treasure came out. Or <laughs> they were just like, We're gonna Nick Cage this shit. <laughs> um let me ask you this. Since right in front of you. Uh does does Corey Walker come back to do like some guest guest issues in the uh, volume four yet? it's only got Kirkman, Otley, and Crabtree on the front. Okay. Because um the OG artist who did the first seven issues, I believe, eventually he comes back and like he does like a lot of fill ins. Which is cool. But his art styles changes completely. It's still good, but like a different, like uh, like a softer line. He does like a oh, okay. He does like a lot of stories. Like he does basically all of the space stories, starting probably by, yeah where you're at now. He's done work already. <clears throat> okay, because uh, you know sometimes I have noticed like well, these drawings look a little yep, bit different. Those are his. But I never really looked into cause it. Cause if you're a volume seven, like we'll kind of do like a spoiler alert. Obviously, uh Robot and Old Girl are kind of together, right? Or yeah, kind of, kind of. That plot has kind of died a little bit.
0: I haven't seen much of it in Volume Seven, what... but um, yeah, they're kind of getting together. Where
1: are they right now?
0: Um, I don't even remember the last time I read of them. Okay, I think it might have been the previous volume, so I don't think they were doing. He's still trying to figure it out, like to stop her aging process. Really? Yep. In
1: Volume 7? I think so. I don't think he ever figured it out. Because, uh... Alright, so... Forgive me and people in the audience for the spoiler then. Because uh, at at some point they get lost in space. I don't think that's happened yet. That's crazy, so... That doesn't sound familiar. So that I means Volume 8... Volume 8... Must be. All of yeah. that, then. Because, uh,
0: yeah.
1: I felt like, I felt like they were in space for a long ass time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So a lot with them is going to happen when they're in space. And, uh, all of those issues, because I think they go back and forth between, like, one issue is, uh, Earth, then one issue is them in space. Or it could be a page by page. Yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. Gotcha. Yeah, but that's gonna be a huge turning point with those characters. Good, cause I like them. Yeah. It's going be cool to see They're, they're the, uh, especially, um Monster Girl. Robot is, is, is a little iffy for me, but like, they're the best characters, characters in a book that are like the main cast, and main cast family.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I like Monster Girl a lot. I think she's got an interesting story. I like Robot a lot, though. I always liked him from
1: the beginning. Bro, but low-key, if you notice, this book is actually... It's treatment of of female characters is actually really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually really fucking good. Really? Like, they're always on... Yeah. They're always on equal playing field. And then, although Adam Eve is kind of a sex pot, but they don't really dwell on it too much. That's only one aspect of her whole character. Really... Kirkman has that trope, well, like that he has that, yeah, it's a, it's a trope of his, all of his female characters were always pretty strong, because in fucking, uh, The Walking Dead, for the most part, like, oh yeah, yeah, he did have a ton of,
0: like, strong female characters yeah. in The Walking Dead, too.
1: Hmm. All from a guy from the backwoods of Kentucky. Yep, he got out. He got out. He got, out <laughs> got out,
0: bro.
1: <laughs> got out of Kentucky, bro. Um, let's see. All right, before yeah, before all my
0: my shit dies, getting low battery. Here, um, so we end the volume with Alan, Alien, and Nolan on the ship, uh, and then we have our first action of Oliver, a fight along Invincible, some weaker characters, but you see the first action of Oliver as a superhero, not in the suit yet but just helping Invincible. And the final page is when we get our first taste of Cecil, uh, who's like the, the government guy mm-hmm. who's in charge of Invincible. Um, he takes the guy that turned Jack into the um, cyborg. Oh, yeah. Reanimated yep, him? Yep, yep. He takes him on staff. Invisible doesn't know this. He thought he was in jail, but he takes him on staff. Yep. And uh, he's creating a reanimate, re-animate whatever they call yeah. it, uh, for the government.
1: For the government. <laughs> this, yeah, So, yeah, th- this volume is very important because of that, too. So, there's a lot of important mm-hmm. things. This is a turning point for Cecil as well, because in volume five, I think, is that the big shit with him and Cecil?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's when shit really. That was shit was good. That. that shit was good yep. as. That's Fuck. some serious plot turning shit in that one.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, so, like, value four is, is a very important value. All right, so, uh, obviously, this is still going to be a, a, a 10 out of 10 drunk Iron Man for you, right? Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Um, you know what? oh
0: I think this might, might be my first night. Ooh, plot twist. I think it might be my first night. First. So, so far, this is... Because I didn't, like, the Declaration of Independence people suck, and so did, Super um... People?
1: Uh, I didn't like the the high. Yeah. Subplot. So, so far, this is the first volume of Invisible that wasn't a perfect book. I I would, God, I don't know, man. That's tough, because it's still so good. But it's fine if some volumes are stronger than others, because I I know, like, probably volume seven to me wasn't that good, or, or maybe, I think eight. Actually, wasn't that good. I was going to say, I'm reading 7 right now, and that shit's fucking awesome. Yeah, 8, to me, when I was reading it, wasn't good. It's very important what happened for, with Monster Girl and, and Robot, but as I was reading it, I was kind of bored, because it, it was them a lot. Yeah, I, that, that might be volume 4 for me. Gotcha, okay. Okay. Uh, all right, so before we get out of here, uh so people know, if you watch the YouTube channel uh as we record this this week, so, this would be, or well, this is coming out in June. But, check out the, uh, YouTube channel, because there's a video on there where I do an unboxing of one of the few pieces of merch from Infiscal, uh, which is an action figure which, uh, shows him the same way that we talk about him a lot. All fucking beat up and bloodied from a battle. So, uh, if you want to see that unboxing, go to comments and, or or the YouTube app or on your TV and search for true stories based on fiction and it's going to be up there. But, alright, we can wrap this bitch up. Uh, Any final thoughts?
0: No, I mean, shit's still getting better here, but, you know, don't take that as volume 4 wasn't good. Shit's still phenomenal. 9 is still a good score. It's, It's still phenomenal. Yeah, but take it over any
1: book we've read. Exactly. So far. If you can marry a girl who's a nine, no one's gonna say, "Bro, what are you doing?" You know, <laughs> that's for sure. You ain't never lying. <laughs> but okay, uh, we'll see you guys next month on the Invisible Battle Report. In this bitch. All right, bro. Uh, that was actually, I think it's gonna be a really good episode. Yeah, I think so too. So good. But, alright man, I will let you get back to the fam. I'm gonna find some food. Alright man. Yep. Alright, crunky, I'll fuck you dude. And we've gotta plan a time like where I drop off that compendium and that, uh, that, that multitude report. Yeah, cause I'm gonna start reading 8 pretty soon. Alright man. Alright dude.